Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's bi-weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing, recorded at the PW offices in New York City. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of PW Comics World. Check us out at publishersweekly.com slash comics. And I am Heidi McDonald, uh, also co-editor of PW Comics World, as well as the graphic novel reviews editor for Publishers Weekly and the editor of The Beat at www.comicsbeat.com. And I'm Kate Fitzsimmons. I'm their podcast producer, and I write for PW Comics World. This week on More to Come, uh, the comics community and Hurricane Sandy, Brooklyn Comics and Graphic Festival coming up. PW's uh, Best Books slash Best Comics of 2012, and um, uh, several interviews uh, from the Frankfurt Book Fair. So, well, let's kick it off with the week's big news of last week, anyway. Uh, what Hurricane else could it be? Sandy, yes, which continues to be yeah. uh, big news, and, uh, you know, our heart goes out to all those affected by it, yes, which included uh, several of us. Yeah, well, we had our trying moments, uh, but certainly there were also uh, many people in New York, obviously, that had uh, really uh, frightening, life-altering uh, yeah. problems yes. with, uh, with with Sandy and are continuing to struggle uh, uh, with power and loss of homes. And so it's really, uh, really pretty, really pretty awful for some people. Yeah. Um, why don't we go over well, some of the stuff? The direct hit seems to have been artist J.K. Woodward, who lost yes. all of his uh, possessions, but he's pluckily um, blogging still. And a couple of uh, benefits have been set up. He's actually selling art prints. Um, I don't actually have the URL, but uh, it is uh, J.K. Woodward, uh, the artist. And um, a, a lot of stores were closed. I think mm-hmm. it's worth pointing out that they are open. Um, I was yeah. talking to Jeff Ayers at Forbidden Planet. Great. And he was telling me that he was, uh, you know, went into the store on Wednesday after the power went out, expecting the worst because they're on 13th Street and Broadway. But he was happy to find nothing but a cold, dark store. And uh, I think, Calvin, you and I know that cold, dark feeling. <laughs> yes, we uh, do. But, of Up course, and personal. a terrible economic loss uh, for yes. the store. Uh, Midtown downtown also was closed. Uh, I believe, though, the Staten Island stores were on high ground. Mm. They were able to stay open. But they're all open now. And, you know, really go out and support your local yeah. comic book store. They all suffered... Uh, you know, quite a bit of uh, sales loss, and um, we'll be looking to make that up. And even now, with the transport not being so yes. great, they still are. I, mean, I was at Midtown Comics Times Square the other day, and it was like crickets. Yeah. There were people there, but it was like nothing compared right, to Right, because the they're a commuter population. store, and nobody's commuting. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think uh, just uh, uh, in relationship to Staten Island, I, I think Evan Dorkin um, mm-hmm. sort of had some problems as well. Um, uh, he's, I think he's a native Staten yeah, Island. Yeah. Well, as I he? called him, if there's a comics laureate of Staten Island, it is Evan Dorkin. <laughs> yes, so uh, he had some movie things on his blog, and he was without power, but they're they're powered up again. So, so on on uh, I think on a lighter note, I mean our own uh, trials and tribulations doing Sandy. We were you know I live in downtown Manhattan, and we were out of power, and basically spend every day looking to find some Wi-Fi. As I put it, um, looking to borrow a cup of Wi-Fi wherever I could. Yeah, I call it the power in the shower. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, we actually encountered Heidi on, on many of our four yes, ways into, we, the, into the light. Yes, we found our own <laughs> little homely house, as they call it, yeah. where Calvin, Jody, and Ben and I enjoyed a few yeah, brews you know, and, frankly, and some Wi-Fi. A shout out to Smithfields oh, on 28th yeah. Street. They were really awesome and welcomed any refugee from the dark zone. Yeah. Um, devices in tow yeah. to, to charge up uh, to their heart's content. No, really a great, great place. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I think 
the comics industry really didn't have, uh, you know, any specific effects on it. Uh, books did come through. They were shipped on Wednesday, right, Kate? You were, yeah, well, you were because really they were already. shipping. They were not shipping from New York. Right, right, right. From Quebec. But uh, so really just the ongoing uh, difficulties of the whole ec- economic impact of the whole region. And, you know, gas shortages, of course, are now kicking in. And, and we're going to be feeling this for a long time. I expect to see some sandy fiction coming up soon. Uh, Sandy Comics. Uh, Kate yes, Beaton. no doubt. Kate Beaton was visiting uh, 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 Scott Campbell in uh, in the East Village during the blackout, and she had some comics that seemed to have uh, really touched nerve. She she was kind of you know the typical comics uh, or the most representative comics of what people were going through thus far. But uh, more to come, I'm sure on that. And I was stranded in Pennsylvania and had a very different sort of hurricane experience. <laughs> The big city hurricane experience is that, you know, well, the dark zone. Whereas where I was, it was the whole patchwork where, because it was due to, like, a tree would fall here, a tree would fall there, like, my parents got power back within two days, but my grandparents had no power for a week while the other houses around them lit up. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have some friends who live in Peter Cooper Village, which is a large housing project located right on the East River. Hmm. And they are still without power. Maybe we won't be getting it back at the end of the week. Um, one of my friends is ready to have a baby any minute now. So wow. they've had quite a few adventures. They had flooding there, too. They had flooding. Yeah. The East River came yeah. right up over the yeah. banks. and uh, Yeah, if you were seaside, yeah. if, if I may, if you, if you don't mind me calling a river yeah. a <laughs> seaside, uh, you're in pretty bad shape uh, during this hurricane. Right. And uh, some, some way, uh, still not... Yeah, the L, not working. The L of the G. Yes, still uh, Still not working. And that may, uh, segueing into our next topic, uh, that could impact the Brooklyn Comics and Graphics Fest, which is scheduled for this uh, Saturday, but with a full array of satellite events taking place. Uh, One already took place last night, but starting Thursday, there's films, there's a play, there's staging, performances. Uh, people, uh, there's gallery openings every night, meetings. there's parties. So my question meetings. is, how is anyone going to get there? Yes, yes. <laughs> well, they, there is, uh, I spoke to Bill Cardalopoulos, uh, we have a story uh, coming up in Publishers Weekly regarding that, but uh, he is one of the festival directors, and he pointed out that the J is still running, uh, which connects to the F line mm. and quite a few other lines in downtown Manhattan, so it's, it's a little bit of a trek, but if you want to get there, you can certainly get to Brooklyn. Um, also, the East River Ferry is running, which is very convenient for me, which I can just hop on there and hop off. Good point. And you get a nice little sea voyage. I really like the ferry. Uh, buses are running. So there are the alternate transport. Of course, transport has been pretty shitty. <laughs> Pardon my language. <laughs> can you say that on the yes. podcast? Yes. I suppose so. <laughs> uh, but I, I think if I've ever heard the word was called for, I think post-Sandy it is uh, yeah. loud. Um, so, yeah. But, but I have a feeling that by Saturday things will be improving and um you know bill is very very uh optimistic that everyone will be coming out and honestly given the level of participants at the show uh, with chris ware um raj chast a uh, great turnout from yes from uh europe with black Bollocks on hand uh, olivia schrauen uh florent Rupert. Uh, pretty amazing. So yes. I, uh, I, I, Adrian Tomini, yeah. uh, Chris Ware as well, Charles Burns, Lily Care. Yes. Yeah, uh, I think people will be fighting great their way lineup. to get to uh, the festival. And, uh, you know, Bill also told me he's launching his own little publishing company. Uh, yes, called yeah. uh, Barrel of Monkeys mm-hmm. by 
uh, French duo. It's kind of an experimental book that was much lauded at uh, Angoulême back in 2007. So, um, you know, you should check that out. Many, many other books coming out. So the Brooklyn Comics and Graphic Festival, uh, Be There or Be Square. That's on North, North 8th Street in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Fairly unaffected. Other than by transportation? Yeah, I uh, think so. That's what we're hearing, yeah. and uh, the show must yeah. go on. Yeah. Uh, all of the shows must go on, Absolutely. so much more to see. We also, um, even in the midst of uh, Hurricane Sandy, we were able to release our PW Best Books of the Year Award, which included our Best Comics of the Year, and even more importantly, a cover for the issue. Uh, by the fabulous Chris Ware. Yes, pretty amazing. Uh, yeah. Just getting him to touch your logo feels so crazy. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yeah. So be sure and go to, to a visual medium yes. so that you can see this. I'm fabulous never washing color. our logo again. Yes, yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And you can get a copy of it too. Uh, in addition, uh, don't we won't stop there. Uh, building Stories, Chris Ware's amazing uh, book in a box. Was really the number was was one of our top yeah. ten books of the year and actually led off the list. Yes, at led off one. the list. It's kind of a like a top uh, top pick uh, this year. I, I think it's kind of the most prominent uh, positioning in one of these sort of best books lists since uh, our uh, Alison Bechtel uh, oh, yeah. was uh, the top book of the year for time. With um, I'm going to go down the list. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, um, uh, among the titles, uh, well. Here, I'm going to read all the titles. Durf Backdoff's My Friend Dahmer. Um, Alison Bechtel's Are You My Mother? Gabrielle Bell's The Voyeurs. Ed Pisker's WYSIWYG. And Mary and Brian Talbot's Daughter of Her Father's Eyes. And also in the kids' comics listing. WYSIWYG made the list. Awesome. In the kids' comics listing, Luke Pearson's uh, Hilda and the Midnight Giant. And uh, Raina Telkemeyer's drama. Nice. So, uh, uh, so yeah, yeah. Very, very well uh, representative list. Of course, Calvin and I, as we made the list, wished that it could have been 15 titles long, and Easily. there was some fierce arguing over what would go Absolutely. on the list. So, uh, we'll probably be doing an expanded list uh, online at some point, uh, and also oh, our critics poll. There is the critics poll absolutely at the end, annually at the beginning of January. So there'll be many more uh, titles that will bring yes. to your attention uh, outstanding titles yes, from 2012. Yes. It's been an amazing year for comics, and I think a lot of the uh, upbeat feeling about the um, uh, business success of the year is uh, attributable directly to the quality of the books that are out. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I just I did meant to say this when we were talking about the Brooklyn Comics and Graphics Fest. Uh, it's really... Uh, rounding off a year of tremendous success for the indie comic circuit uh, with TCAF, Small Press Expo, um, you know, Stumptown, Mocha, everywhere. Mm. Uh, these shows are doing really well and great books coming out, great times. Uh, just a really vibrant and uh, successful time for indie comics. And, and actually, I'd like to mention one thing that uh, I should have mentioned during uh, the uh, Hurricane Sandy segment uh, in that uh, the PW Comics webcast, originally scheduled in the midst of Hurricane Sandy, oh dear. Um, uh, uh, co- uh, comics in the uh, evolve in the digital world, uh, the, the webcast has been postponed uh, till November 16th. So, yes, check there us were out. some victims. Yes, yes, so, yes. yes. All right. Yeah, so, and on that note... And on that note... Uh, we're, we're going to bring you a couple of interviews uh, that I took at Frankfurt, at the Frankfurt Book Fair. Yes, unfortunately, we did not have time last podcast for them, but we are now bringing them to you. 
And who are they? Okay, among the interviews I, I will be um, a short interview that I had with Sebastian Oler, who is the Foreign Rights and Distribution Director of Reproduct. And Reproduct is uh, a German publisher, and they are the uh, German... Uh, in fact, they did the German edition of Dylan Horrocks, um, a new edition of, of Hicksville. And indeed, the other interview uh, was an interview with Dylan Horrocks, who was a featured artist, uh, uh, principally because New Zealand was a featured country at, at the Frankfurt Book Fair this year. And um, Dylan Horrocks, uh, Colin Wilson, and Roger Language, all New Zealanders all, uh, were featured throughout the show. Uh, and I was uh, fortunate enough to be able to corral a short interview with Dylan. Okay, here we are. Uh, we're actually um, somewhere out behind the uh, Franklin Book Fair in a loading dock, as you can probably hear. Uh, but I've had the great good fortune to uh, uh, be speaking with Dylan Horrocks, uh, author of the acclaimed graphic novel, Hicksville, uh, of which there are new editions out all around the world, apparently. And uh, he is a New Zealand cartoonist, and New Zealand is a, the featured country this year. And um, a hello from New York City, or from, uh, from listeners in New York and elsewhere. Uh, and it's, it's Dylan Horrocks. Hello. Yes. <laughs> it's easy to, to forget where you are here. It's yes. It's this crazy, crazy place. Well, I was uh, fortunate enough to be at, uh, the, at the talk you gave yesterday. But, uh, and while you're, you are obviously very well known uh, on the American comic scene and certainly on the American independent comic scene, um, uh, for, uh, we always hope we're bringing in listeners who uh, are trying to learn a lot more about the comics medium. Maybe you could tell a few people uh, about uh, Hicksville, uh, a little bit about the book. Yeah, Hicksville is a story set in an imaginary town in New Zealand where everyone is obsessed with comics. So it's like a little kind of comics utopia down at the bottom of the world. Um, and the story is a, a mystery story where uh, the, the main character is a journalist who's trying to find out about a very famous, rich, successful cartoonist in America called Dick Berger, who came from this small town called Hicksville. So this journalist travels to New Zealand, travels to Hicksville, and he starts asking about Dick Berger. What he finds is everyone in Hicksville hates Dick. And he's, so he's, the mystery is trying to find out why. What is it that Dick Berger did years ago in Hicksville that makes everyone hate him? And it ends up being a story about the history of comics, the culture of comics, and why we love comics. Um, and also, why sometimes loving comics is hard. Why comics can break your heart. It's, it's a wonderful book. And there are uh, new editions coming out. So how many new editions are coming out? I noticed a new American edition. Yeah, there's a new American edition from Drawn and Quarterly, uh, and then there's French, um, well actually the, the French one uh, is still the old edition, um, is still available in France, the new one may be out in a little while, uh, but Spain and Italy and Germany have new editions out now. Um, the new edition it has a new introduction, which is a, basically a 13-page comic uh, which is a very personal story about my relationship with comics over the years. Um, uh, one of the things you talked about uh, in, your, in your talk yesterday was uh, growing up in New Zealand. Uh, and, and, I, and actually there were two topics that actually I found really very interesting. Uh, growing up in New Zealand uh, and what that was like in terms of your relationship with comics. And also uh, uh, digital, the issues around uh, digital publishing and how that impacts both readers and young cartoonists. Maybe you could talk about your own upbringing and then jump at some point to what digital publishing can mean. Yeah. 
the thing about growing up in New Zealand, obsessed with comics, is that we're a long way from everywhere, you know. So we we try very hard to stay in touch, and um, comics fans in New Zealand are often very well informed about what's happening around the world. But if you want to be a cartoonist, there's a sense that you can't do that while staying in New Zealand. You know, it's a tiny country, tiny market, and um, so there's a long history of cartoonists like Colin Wilson and Roger Langridge leaving New Zealand, travelling across the world, and then building a career in America or Britain or Europe. Um, I did it slightly differently. I spent some time in London, but then I eventually moved back to New Zealand, and uh, pretty much my whole comics career has happened while I've lived in New Zealand, but I've been published by people in America and Canada and Europe. Um, And the internet makes that so much easier. So... uh, Really, I mean, I worked for DC for a while, and I would just send the script over and um, have a conversation with the editor, and then uh, artwork would be emailed to me as PDFs. I mean, it's so much easier than it used to be. Um, So the internet opens up all sorts of possibilities for writers and artists all around the world to spread their work to readers all around the world. Um, And I feel like the, the battle over intellectual property on the internet, the battle over... Uh, over whether we should allow people to um, to share st- share stuff so easily, or whether it all has to be carefully licensed and controlled and so on by the existing publishers and music industry and, and all of those industries, <clears throat> that battle to me has the danger of um, of closing down a lot of the innovation and experimentation that's happening in extending work uh, right around the world, and even just readers being able to just connect with this incredible world of of visual storytelling that's going on everywhere. Well, that's right. I mean, you know, when I was a kid, I used to, and and a teenager, I spent so much of my life trying to hunt things down. (laughs) I I only knew about a fraction of what was happening in the world. And even when I did know about it, I couldn't get it. It was so hard Mm -hmm. to find it. And these days, you know, I can go to some tiny small town at the bottom of New Zealand and meet some 14-year-old kid Mm -hmm. who's reading the most obscure uh, manga that that I've never heard of. Um, But they're reading it online through a scanlation site. Mm Now, technically, that's illegal. You know, they're not allowed to be doing that. And many people in the publishing industry are terrified that this is going to destroy the publishing industry and no one will be able to do comics anymore because because we won't be able to make money from it because of all the piracy. But the way I see it, here's this 14-year-old kid who wants your stuff. You know, they want to access it. They desperately want it. And and they are prepared to to get it illegally if it's the only way they can get it. Um, So... Reach out to these people, you know. We've got to make stuff accessible to them, and we've got to, we've got to. There's a huge hunger out there for work. So, to me, there's people who want to make it. There's people who want to read it. The job of the industry is simply to put those people together. Absolutely. And if the industry can't do it, those people will find each other on their own. And and that's where a lot of the innovation is happening at the moment through, through everything from Kickstarter and social media, and so on. Is, is it's cutting out the industry entirely. So if the industry wants to stay relevant, they need to find a way to make themselves relevant. Couldn't agree with you more. Um, uh, what's it like uh, representing New Zealand, uh, and I guess to some extent, although there are other New Zealand comics artists here, uh, New Zealand as a cartoonist, mm. um, uh, uh, maybe you can talk to people a little bit about how crazy it is here. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it, yeah. 
I think you said earlier it makes San Diego look like a you know small regional convention. <laughs> it's it, this is really the the biggest gathering of the book industry mm. around the world, and there are publishers from China, there are there are publishers from Scandinavia. There's people from everywhere, and publishing all kinds of things. And there are agents, and there are licensing people, and and then there's a few authors, you know, <laughs> wandering around looking <laughs> bewildered and lost. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, but New Zealand's the guest country this year, so uh, there are about six. New Zealand authors here, and among them are four or five cartoonists. So there's myself, there's uh, Colin Wilson, who's been working in the industry around Europe and America for 30 years, and helped found the modern New Zealand comic scene in the 1970s. Um, there's Roger Langridge, who lives in London, but he's a, he's a New Zealander and still very involved in the New Zealand scene, who won an Eisner last year yes. for Snarked, mm-hmm. um, and is doing fantastic things. Um, there's uh, Greg Broadmoor, who works for Wetter and did all the design work on uh, District 9. He was the main visual yeah. designer on that. He's been, I mean, he's worked on just about every <laughs> film that Wetter's yeah. been involved in. Um, but he's also done a lot of comics, and he's created something called Dr. Broadbroads, which is oh, like steampunk mm-hmm. on ma- amphetamines. It's the most amazing <laughs> uh, series. And... He's done two books from Dark Horse with Dr. Broadbrots, and his new book is published by Weta and HarperCollins. Um, and that's enormously entertaining, fantastic stuff. Uh, and then Ben Stenbeck, who's been working with Mike Mignola and Chris Golden on Baltimore, um, BPRD, and so on. Um, and he still lives in New Zealand, but sends his work over to America. Um, so they're just, they're just a fraction of what's happening in New Zealand um, or with New Zealand expatriates. The New Zealand scene is very big and very lively. It's just that our market is very small. Um, so most of those who, who are successful do it by sending work to publishers overseas. But it's just starting to change. New Zealand publishers are just waking up to graphic novels. And in the last two years, we've had about four New Zealand graphic novels published locally. Uh, and that's people like Chris Slane, who did a book about New Zealanders in World War One, and Ant Sang, who did a wonderful kung fu epic mm-hmm. called Shaolin Burning. Um, it sounds great. I'm not familiar with any of it. Sounds well, yeah. it's, you know, that's the thing. It's yeah. not, it's, it hasn't been seen outside yeah. New Zealand. Um, although you can find them at the Frankfurt Book Fair, oh, well, <laughs> because well. the New Zealand publishers have them here, um, looking for license agreements. So... Um, so it, it, the advantage of that is that people are able to tell very New Zealand stories and, and really speak to the New Zealand audience. Uh, I mean, Hicksville was first published in North America by uh, Black Eye, Michelle Vrana in Canada. And, and the audience for Hicksville has mostly been in America and in Europe. Um, but it took 14 years to get a New Zealand edition published. So it was one of the last countries to get the damn book, even though it's a very New Zealand story. (laughs) Well, you know, on that note, I think we'll bring this to an end. But actually, Dylan, it's been a pleasure to meet you. Um, uh, Thanks so much for giving me some time. Yeah, likewise. Great to meet you. Take care. Uh, Okay, this is uh, Calvin Reed, uh, uh, and we're at the Frankfurt Book Fair, and uh, I'm trying to find some, uh, I'm looking around, looking at uh, an amazing event for publishing, and I've been fortunate enough to... um, uh, uh, to meet one of the publishers here, um, and I'm going to introduce him now. Uh, Sebastian Oler, he's publisher of uh, Reproduct, and we're standing at his booth uh, at the Frankfurt Book Fair. Um, Sebastian, can you can you tell our podcast listeners uh, something about what you do, uh, who you publish? 
Yeah, we're, uh, we publish comics and graphic novels in Germany for about 20, 21 years now. And we publish um, artists from all over the world. From America, it's, uh, for example, Craig Thompson. We publish Tabibi. Uh, we publish Charles Burns and uh, Daniel Klaus. But also from, from France, a lot of artists like Christophe Blanc. Quai d'Orsay is uh, the new book for us for the show, and we just released uh, Hicksville by Dylan Horrocks for the book fair because New Zealand is a guest of the guest fair. Yeah, I was lucky enough to be here uh, yesterday to hear him, him talk about his, his book. Yeah. Um, you, you share your booth with uh, other uh, comics publishers. Yeah, um, the, the publisher we shared with is uh, Edition Moderna. No, it's a publisher from Switzerland, and they uh, publish comic books for 30 years. So uh, the first book reproduct published was uh, Los Paz Hernandez, and we published it together with Edición Moderna in a collaboration. But apart from those American cartoonists, we also publish um, a German graphic novelists that uh, recently even got published in the U.S. So, Kate, can you tell us a little bit about what it's like being at the Frankfurt Book Fair? I mean, most Americans have not seen this. It's The scale is amazing. Uh, and, and what kind of business do you do while you're here? Yeah, what it's like to be at the Frankfurt Book Fair, it's, in a way it's mind-blowing because there's <laughs> so many people. Um, there's... On, on the weekend, uh, there, are on, there are also customers coming, just private people coming to the book fair. Do you uh, sell books out of your booth, or no, no, you yeah. um, This is this is different. Uh, yeah, you're, not, you're not allowed not to allowed sell. To. It's books. a purely trade show. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's not only for trade; it's also for selling and buying rights. Right. And this mm, is what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sell rights from our German um, German cartoonists to all over the world. We have appointments with publishers. Uh, from Italy, from France, from the US, and we also buy rights here, mm-hmm. and we also have meetings with distributors, bookshops, yeah. book chains. And- yeah. Now, I, uh, the other gentleman I met yesterday, is he your partner or co-publisher, uh, Dick, Dick Graham? Dick Graham. No, yeah. no. Yeah. Actually, actually uh, he's, he's called Dick Graham. Oh, excuse me. And excuse he's, me. He's the publisher. He founded the company. Oh, okay. excuse me. All right. And um, I'm with Reproducts now for a little bit over 10 years. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you for correcting my, my misapprehension. Anyway, thank you very much. Uh, really a pleasure to meet you. Uh, obviously, you publish some really terrific artists. Uh, so, uh, great for giving me some time. Thank you. All right. Awesome. Thank you much. Okay. And that's our Sandy Shortened show <laughs> yes. for this week. Uh, we'll be back next time, I'm sure, with more gossip from the Brooklyn Comics and Graphics Festival. And I'm also going to the North Carolina Comic Con, so uh, you know we'll have more news from there. Uh, so as always, more to come. Always more. To more come. to come.